show and tell now, shall we? Yo, yo, what is good, beautiful people? I am Creator K, and welcome to episode five of the Show and Tell podcast, a monthly show dropping every first Tuesday of each month where a special guest and I share stories, music, and art that you should know about because sharing is caring. In this episode, I am joined by the homie from upstate New York, Muhammad Saud, a man of many titles, including but not limited to chef, model, and black belt in Taekwondo. If you're a new listener, this is how Show and Tell goes down. Part one of the show is where we get to dive deep into the mind of our guest and find out what makes them tick as well as what they've been working on lately. In part two, we have show and tell. The guest and I each bring in one item of significance that we have been digging lately, whether that be an album that has been on repeat, an artist that deserves more eyes and ears, or a story that is worth listening to, we share what it means to us and why you might like it too. So in this episode, Muhammad and I chat about his life as an aspiring chef, the first summer running his family's cafe, and how he doesn't want to limit himself to just one creative outlet. In part two, I briefly touch on our 12 days of music project that went on during the lead up to Christmas and take a deeper dive into one of the artists who had a project in that list, while Muhammad brings Pakistani music to the table and talks about how it has developed over time, along with how it has shaped his music taste. With that said, let's get it. I'm just going to read this quote uh, first so we get in the mood. Oh, let, me, let, me, let me take a sip of this tea. A garden is a delight to the eye and a solace for the soul by Saadi. Okay. And on that note, <laughs> Let's fucking get it. welcome to episode five of the Show and Tell podcast. I'm your host, Creator K. I'm back in New York. I live in Boston, but I'm home for the holidays back in upstate New York, not New York City, because most people think that when you say you're from New York, they're like, oh, you're from New York City? That's so cool. They're like, no, there's a giant other part of land above New York City. Upstate, Upstate bitch. New York. And that voice that you hear is my homie from back home, Muhammad Saud. Muhammad Saud from upstate New York. Let's make some noise. There's no one else in this room to make noise. Just, just I can us. make noise just if you want. chilling. Tell us uh, who, who you are. What I, do you do? I'm a young, young Pakistani man. Pakistani rapper on the come up. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm Jesus a... Christ. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Muhammad. I'm a town from Pakistan. Came here when I was like six, 2002, back in the day. What do you do? I am basically um, an inspiring chef because uh, my parents, um, they, they run a family restaurant. I've kind of grown up in it. And, you know, growing up doing different things like Taekwondo and martial arts and cooking all my life, I've kind of wanted to just be in that artistic field you know what i mean field that of thing, expression yeah just express yourself express yeah. yourself that's what yeah. I, that's what i like you like about you a lot is that you kind of dive into a lot of different things like you said you your family owns a restaurant tandoori north right no tandoori grill yeah. sorry tandoori north is another this man's been at my restaurant countless times I have and been, he has not gotten the name down it's tandoori grill oh it's in, it's God. in upstate new york uh lake george specifically which is a nice little vacation spot so if you ever find yourself up there definitely go to the restaurant so you so you um co-run the restaurant with your yeah. with your family um yeah. you also like you mentioned you do taekwondo you're a black belt right? yes sir yeah yes, sir. um you've done a little modeling you've dabbled yes, in some modeling dabbled. and you and you dabble with some music as well which yes, I, like i said i think that's really cool that you kind of just you know you have a desire to just express yourself in, in different ways and you don't hold back in you know kind of just pursuing whatever it is that you want to do no nah, dude you gotta you gotta not be limited i think and i think i, I don't get me wrong i think you should be good at you know, like focus on one thing and like perfect your craft on one thing, but don't ever limit yourself to one thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, totally. I guess it was just in the nature that I, I got into like 
you know, like I got into singing when my brother and I, like when he, my brother's six years younger than me. So when he was like 11, 13, he was singing and I got into it because we used to have long car rides back home. And we live in Lake George now, but we never, we, we live like an hour south before. So before we moved, we used to drive up and up and down. So during those drives, I developed a love for music and brought me closer to my brother. And then I did Taekwondo, which brought me closer to, and like basically the more moral, like, life that i lead by i guess if that makes any sense mm-hmm. that yep. comes mm-hmm. straight from taekwondo and like martial arts like put every single like 100 percent in everything and all that crap so all that good stuff i guess yeah and then chef chef life has just been something that i've been wanting to do and um, yeah i mean you naturally came up surrounded by that with the yeah. restaurant yeah i think you told me last time i was up here for thanksgiving you said that you're now officially a sous chef yes sir so um this Summer after I opened my cafe, my my dad, it was like a test for my dad. Like he's like, oh, he finally knows the business. If it ended up being unsuccessful, then he's like, no, he needs more time. But like, God bless. It's been a great summer this past summer. What's so. the cafe? Um, all right. So I made a uh, modern Pakistani, like South Asian cafe that kind of infuses a lot of Western looks, but keeps tr- like the taste traditional. So mm-hmm. there's... Um, a cool thing that we ended up doing is developing a technique of making, you know, like if shout out to all my daisies if you hear this, but like my South Asian people, y'all know how hard it is to make tea at the house. Like that's the first thing you got to do. You know what I mean? Your uncle comes like, yo, give me some tea. And you're like, bet. If you make trash tea, you're going to get embarrassed. You know what I mean? right. so, so like we didn't have any stoves or anything. So I had to like, and you know, stoves are a big part of making tea. So I guess of course. I had to develop a technique around it. So we basically had a uh, espresso machine and those little pipes coming out of it are little like air pressure mm-hmm. pipes, right? Yeah. We used it as a technique to boil the, boil the tea and boil it enough that you can make actual traditional tea and like seconds mm-hmm. so that was one big thing like pakistani indian people came to the place and they're like oh can we get like black tea and we're like yeah sure like oh, they're gonna be like oh no it's not gonna be the one we always have at home blah 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 and like and we made it and they're like amazed yeah. how, how like efficient and how like westernized and how like modern we made the place so that's like one of my big projects i'm not I'm, I'm, it's just like the baby steps of what we can accomplish with that place. So on the rise, I said it right now, 20, 2020, Olive's going to be a big franchise. I'm telling you. Yeah. And that's also in Lake George. So, so yeah. um, like I said, that's a nice little spot to go to in the summertime. And that's, I mean, that's when it's open is in the summertime. Yeah, yeah. How, how was that setting up a cafe that um, you, you wanted to appeal to, you know, people of your background, but also just people who just happen to be in the area? How was that? Like, was there so, a certain strategy that you took to try to attract all walks of life, all, you know, cultures yeah. and, and all of that. So basically I'm, uh, I guess applied what I learned in college so mm-hmm. far. Oh yeah. Uh, so I'm a business major. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, what my parents wanted me to do. So, um, I took a lot of marketing classes just for this reason and knowing how to get every single aspect of, you know, people like we're all different, but we have one, you know, we have a lot more in common than we don't. Of you course. know what I mean? So number one, use social media heavily to get the young kids in the young kids come in their parents come in they bring their families in they bring their brothers sisters in you know what i mean older younger it doesn't matter young kids were a big part of like our reach and especially like young uh desi or like south asian people like myself mm-hmm. like we search for these things and like something for us to like sit at a cafe and be proud of or something like that because like the stereotype is that like there's not a lot of places like these there's not a lot of like clean like yo i'm gonna go chill and 
you know, do my homework at the cafe, cafe type vibe from mm-hmm. our people. That's just not a thing. I mean, if there is, my bad. <laughs> but, yeah, well, yeah, but, but not I around here at least. Yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like in New York, so I used to live in New York City like a year ago, two years ago now. I used to search for these places. Like New York City should have one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that, it didn't either. Interesting. Maybe I didn't so, yeah, search I mean, hard enough. Yeah, no, but, like, no, but no, but you, well, you saw the need uh, in, in your sphere that you've, you know, immerse yourself in and just, you know, the walks that you take down the street or just like, yeah, yeah you, you go searching for these things and then you find out that there isn't what you need and what you think other people would crave. And then you satisfy that need by doing it yourself. And exactly. I think that's awesome. No, the, it's, it's dope. And it, and it's really nice to see the support coming from non, non DC people. You right. know what I mean, yeah. I kind of like believe in the fact that if you, if you do one thing, right, everything rest like falls in place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, so if you, I wholeheartedly wanted this to be like, right. I don't want to cut corners. I don't want to cheat people out. Like I said, this is just like the baby steps of the whole program. Like I'm, working with my father to make tandoori more of a bigger thing that mm-hmm. people want to come to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you think right now, Indian Pakistani food, what do you think? Like spicy, uh, like just, yeah. I mean, spicy I, I shits later on tonight. You know what I mean? Like those types. <laughs> I hadn't, I hadn't had Pakistani or even Indian food. I think until I met you and ate at your restaurant and yeah. you, you, your family kindly cooked for me and it was delicious uh and i've been there many times since i i get the same i've i've dabbled with some other stuff but i mean the uh chicken tikka masala hey. like that that's where hey. it's at. the the uh the, the classic. classic yeah well, okay yeah no you're <laughs> not wrong you're not wrong um no definitely. no 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 you you honestly cannot go wrong with the chicken tikka masala but... no I'm, i really admire that you've kind of you know taken on this this role of just kind of building, you know, your your family's restaurant and the cafe and, and just taking it to the next level. You're not just doing what needs to be done to to make a business survive. You aren't satisfied with with the norm. You want to take you want to do more with it. And the b- biggest example and the most recent example was a few days ago you had a, your first pop-up yeah. meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we were just talking about the last night. Yeah, and I think that's just really cool. I, I mean, it, for, for those of you who don't know, it's it's just like a pop-up shop where you, um, or from my experience, clothing lines will just rent out a space. In this case, you you had it in your restaurant, but yeah. usually pop-up shops, you know, you're there, you're there for a certain amount of time to sell your product and then you move on. So in this case, it was like that, but you had like a four-course meal. Yeah, so we had a full four-course meal. And it was a big step for me because like through the organizing of the menu to buying products at like random farm markets, it was all like my my choice and, you know, what I had to offer. So there's a lot of things that I was just not impressed of on my end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would make a dish and I'd be like, my mom would be like, oh my God, that's really good. And I would be like, nah, that's not it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, self-critical, like, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, so, like, we're all like that. I had to like, get over that but um dude it was just it was just re- i was really happy to see that like the turnout like most of the people that came were from the area but like there's people that came from albany mm-hmm. that was like that's an hour away that's a big yeah. deal i mean they, yeah. they're gonna pay gas and they're gonna pay for my food you know what I mean? so, how was it working with your friends at the cafe because you pretty oh much yeah had your, your homies working with you yeah dude i all right business advice don't ever do this <laughs> okay yeah. but uh yeah no let's hear it um yeah so i hired literally uh like my best friends, like mm-hmm. four of my best friends. And uh, they were amazing. I'm not going to lie. I didn't they're... work there. Huh? You said you hired your best friends. I didn't work there. Um, uh, <laughs> I offered you a job. You just didn't reply. Oh, um, I didn't get that email. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all dope because like they were really cool and they were really like – they really cared for the business. You know what I mean? 
they weren't because like, they wanted it to work too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like it's like a family project. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And at the end of the day, it was it was really nice having them around. But like, you got to understand that when you want to have your days off, and you, all your friends are taking their days off to hang out, and you're like, oh crap, now nah, I don't have any workers. Mm. You got to get back up. Yeah, it's a balance. Um, I I haven't been in that <laughs> situation where you you actually have your friends working for you. Yeah. But, you know, working with people, you just got to make sure that there's, you know, the open communication and the specific communication that this is a job. By definition, I'm paying you guys. You're, you know, like this is a a relationship that kind of has to have roles in yeah. it. And um, I, I mean, I'm no. sure it wasn't that big of a deal. No, no, no. I'm and, sure and, it was and, fun and more than anything. You probably wouldn't hire other people, right? No, no. Because no. so you trust I, your friends. I trust my friends, like, even now, 100%. And, like, yeah, I was so thankful that this relationship did not break because of like there's a there's a lot of relationships that break yeah. because of business coming mm-hmm. in between you know what i mean like i watched the food network yeah hey there you go <laughs> prime example my guy i just think that if you if they know they if you guys are all on the same page then you're then you're fine it comes with the territory when you when you hire your friends sometimes you gotta you gotta lay down the law and you know but as long as they they get the picture that's how it goes but and, um and, yeah you, and shout out to dylan nick jim y'all Y'all are bomb, and I would definitely hire you guys again. Yeah, next summer. So. What are um your plans for like how, how, where where do you want to take what you do in the future? Even even past restaurant tourism, yeah. restaurant tourism, tourism, restaurant. Well, there's a word hospitality, but isn't there a word with the word restaurant in it? That's yeah. like restaurant touring. Yeah, rest. Yeah, restauranter. That's. I like could a, look it up, but I don't, I'm not. I don't want I to. Mean, you could. Yeah. So whatever, whatever you want to do. That and you know taekwondo, just everything that you do. What? Where do? You, where do you want to go with it? Do you want right, to? So the thing is, like, I kind of wanted to do this whole thing with um, cooking and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, cooking was just a backfall for me. Like, right. having the restaurant was just a backfall. I really wanted to do like fight choreography. Yeah, when like, I first met you, that's yeah, that's the vibe that you were exactly. On. Like yeah. we used to do videos with like Taekwondo, and I used to have my bow staff. We used yeah. to remember that mountain that we went. Oh, up that's to? one of my favorite pictures I've ever taken. Yeah. If if you guys, it might be on your page, but if yeah. if you go on my Instagram, uh, creator underscore K, shameless no, plug. There's uh, I kept I delete photos every so often, but I kept that one up there. Um, it's one of my favorite pictures that i took it was you with the bow staff and you were basically like perpendicular upside down to the to the ground with like a sick shot of lake george in the background with the mountains um but yeah yeah when we first met um we met at adidas because we worked at the adidas outlet store which honestly uh i call it a summer job i i worked after graduating college i worked outside of the summer too but that was my favorite summer job it was just a cool place i met a lot of awesome people my next guest which is uh later on in the week is going to be my homie Alex and we met at Adidas too but you and I <laughs> met at Adidas and we became friends and yeah we just we just like would go on walks uh photography shoots little quick little videos don't um think, one think. of my favorite short film music video things yes. that I made was with you too with, yes, the, with the heart balloons dude we got to do a lot of that stuff again I love yeah you know that that I uh that actually reminds me that this episode is going to be out on New Year's Day and one of my resolutions I'm not big into I'm big into just resolutions at any time of the year um i i totally get that new year's is like a time to really collect yourself and reset but i i also don't like to say many out loud because i i don't want to you don't want to jinx it bro. i don't want to yeah it's not even a jinxing thing i don't want to fail myself and fail people when i say i'm going to do something and then they're like oh have you done this and then i'm like no nah. i haven't but 
Anyways, one of the things that I want to do is just more of those fun projects. I love what I'm doing with Show and Tell, and that's what I want to be doing. Yeah. Um, this is my my passion project. I think this is what I've been put on this earth to do, and I love what I'm doing with Warm Ballers, which is another brand that shout me, out yeah, shout out Warm Ballers that me and uh, a few other awesome people are working on. Um, but I have I haven't had that much time. I think that's a that's a lame excuse. I haven't taken as many opportunities to do creative things, whether it's design cover art or shoot a music video or, or do photography. Dude, I want to do more. The of thing that. is you're one of the, like the most talented. Oh God damn it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want to do this to you, but you're, you really are one of the most talented people that I've worked with. And I'm not, I'm not like saying it because I'm on your podcast. Yeah. Cause that's not it. Um, I'll pay but, you later. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen, I've worked with like not many because I'm not, I'm not that like, Oh, by the way, if if you act like you're that person, like oh, I've I've worked with many photographers. Yeah. <laughs> Please get the fuck away from me. You know what I mean, like, <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've worked with a, like a pretty good amount, and it's nowhere near like any professionalism or anything. But like, I've seen the do's and don'ts. You know what I mean, yeah. And this guy right here, man, he what he can create with just you, like, like you said, like that that picture of me with the bow staff, right? Yo, I just did a cartwheel. With the bow staff, yeah, right? That... Mike made the photo of me looking like I'm fucking upside down, fucking like holding on to earth yeah. upside down. You know what I mean, like he did that. I didn't do shit. He yeah, just got okay. that moment. Yeah, see, but from my perspective, you I, – I took the photo. Yes, of course, I, I captured the moment, but you were the one who had the ability to do that no, move. No, stop. And... Oh, stop. Okay, oh, no, I, no, all no, right. No. We're just like blowing smoke up each other's <laughs> asses, and I don't want to go down that route. But yeah, like the moral of what – the this the moral of this little story is that it's yeah like we met and we do creative things together when we're together and that's what i like i like having you know i all of the friends that i'm friends with uh are friends for specific reasons and i love them all equally but i there's like a special place in my heart for people who just do other creative things and it's fun to like you know it's fun to sit and watch netflix with a homie for two hours like that's awesome yeah but it's also fun to go on a hike and with your camera and just oh, and have someone to someone to take Dude. photos of because I yeah just like Another to have a moment. subject who who is just cool and photogenic and and just kind of like knows how to work the camera like it's really Dude, fun to do that. Stuff there's another there, story of us like we we literally were we're just oh we hiked to, a mountain without no, without uh, exactly yeah. on a, do you do you understand how weird that is Sounds, yeah to how like you have to hike a mountain. Yeah, well, the, act, we the, we got to we got to the peak. We thought accident. it was a trail. Well, it, it's it's like this group of trails, yeah. um, this cluster of trails, and uh, I'd only done it a couple of times, and this was the first time yeah. with me. Yeah, yeah that yeah. I, that I showed you. Uh, it's Berry Pond up in Lake George, but uh, yeah, we ended up kind of hiking a whole mountain, and it took like three hours. It was like a three hour hike. Yeah. We weren't even taking pictures by the end of it because we were just like yeah, I don't I don't think so we took bad. a lot of pictures down there. I think no. the the pictures that we took they're were at the, the bottom. Uh, it was like at the beginning. Near the, near the stream. Right. Yeah, we yeah. were doing a thing from ballers. Warm Ballers. Some yeah, Warm yeah, Ballers yeah. photo yeah, shoots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, that that we just went on a tangent. So what what is it that you want to be doing maybe like in the next five years or five years from now? So Incorporating I, everything. I always believe in keeping my hobby separate from my, my money-making job, mm-hmm. which your hobbies can turn into. Yeah. But realistically for me right now is going to be having my restaurant chained plus it be known. You know what I mean? Like, Olive is and Tandoori or whatever my, like, next project is, is like a, is like a household name. And then that's like the, 
that's the goal. You know what I mean? Is is to make people comfortable with other things. It's to not try just it. about the food. Yeah. And, yeah. and and the food is just like a way to get people together. Yeah. I could do the same thing with Taekwondo as well. Mm-hmm. Taekwondo is Korean. You know I mean, that the mm-hmm. whole culture, that whole vibe is Korean. But look, Taekwondo is like literally all around the world. And if you look at it, that like a lot of people like, you know, South America, North Americans, like fucking people from like Greenland, they, they do, everyone does Taekwondo and it's like, it connects people. Yeah. I mean, it makes them understand the culture and the vibe and whatever. Yeah. And that's, that's the point at the end of the day, like to bring people together rather than separate them. So that is like the best line to end off part one on. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to leave it there. We'll come back for part two, which is show and tell. We got some, some cool things to hey share yo. with you. Hey yo. Be right back. All right, welcome back to the Show and Tell podcast. This is part two, where I ask the guests to bring in an item of significance that they are messing with lately, whether that be music, a book, a movie, or a quote, or a, a story that they want to share. And I do the same. I do. You want to go first, or um, do you want me to go first, dude? Honestly, you can go first. Okay, I'll go first. I'm gonna talk about one thing specifically, but for those of you who follow Show and Tell on social media, which is at Let's Show and Tell. I've been doing a 12 days of music, which is basically my favorite music projects of 2018, music projects that came out in the past year. So I'm just going to run through the list. It's it's 12, obviously 12 days of music, but I do want to talk about one specifically. So uh, the first day is was In the Comfort Of by Sango. It's kind of Brazilian inspired hip hop, uh, neo soul. Love that. Um, did you, you listen to it? I didn't get down in depth with it. But I, Can I, I put some on a playlist for you, maybe? Maybe. I maybe. Think if you plan, okay. I don't know. I, I mean, I the amount of things that I'd share with people, I, I never remember. Number two was Double Slash by UK producer More Night, kind of a garage, UK garage slash grime funk feel, electronic music. Number three was Swimming by Mac Miller. Rest in peace, uh, Mac Miller. Rest um, in peace. Just, a, just a quick thing on him. It, in high school, I never liked Mac Miller. I... I just didn't like his music. And and I think that was all on me because I was just very, you know, as we all are mm-hmm. when we're young, we're ignorant and we don't want to open ourselves up to certain things. But, I'll, I've, you know, it, it's okay to not like his music. And I didn't. But I have never had an artist change my perspective on them more than Mac Miller. Yo, I yeah, yeah, yeah. really started to really enjoy Mac. And it's a shame that um, he was taken from us at kind of like a time where he was really starting to, to bloom. No, seriously. Um, but yeah, the swimming album is is really Amazing, good. Bro. Is really good. So good. Uh, number four was Isolation by Kali Uchis. Number five was The Void from Pyramid Plaza. It was a five song EP, also a UK uh, producer, kind of more ethereal trap, future beats record. Or it's not a record, but it's an EP. You know what I mean? Number six was Taboo by Denzel Curry. Arguably my favorite rap album of the year, uh, just because it goes hard as fuck. Number seven, Toby Lou. Toby Lou and the Juice, which we talked about in episode one. Uh, Killer Kowalski talked about that item. Toby Lou, watch out for him in 2019 for sure. Number eight was Allow It by Teklun. He is a producer, and this project was just a, a bunch of very deep, ambient, underwater, kind of trippy, trappy sounding uh, future beats. Um, it's a really cool instrumental to listen to. Definitely, if you're kind of, you know, maybe working on something that you're giving your full attention to or, or have a long drive, I, I recommend that. Yeah. Number nine was DiCaprio 2 by JID, which came out last month. He is just starting to blow up. He was on the double XL freshman list for 2018. So definitely keep an eye out for him. That rivals Taboo for my favorite rap album. Um, 
just it's just top to bottom a very good project number 10 which is the day of recording is Saba's care for me and I actually listened to that pretty late because that came out in April of 2018 and I uh, have only started to really bump it on repeat for the last like month and I really enjoy that number 11 and that's the one that I'm going to talk about I'm actually gonna just skip over that briefly Num- the, the number 12 these aren't in any order by the way they're I kind of just wanted to space things out and, and involve uh, an eclectic group of, of music that came out. Uh, number 12 is Honey Bloom by Choker, which I talked about in episode one. I, I don't need to go any further uh, aside from that. Uh, it's one of my favorite albums ever, and I, it came out this year. Yeah. That, that just goes to show how much I really love that. I'm, I'm, I just bought tickets last night to see him in March. Rewinding back to number 11, it is Geography by Tom Mish, who is one of my favorite artists over the last four or five years when I really started to get into future beats and, you know, new age jazz and funk and hip hop instrumentals. Tom Mish was at the forefront of that renaissance in my musical taste. He is a UK based producer, singer, plays guitar, plays piano. Um, and this, this album is, I think it's his debut album because he's released EPs in the past. He's released beat tapes. And that's kind of how I found him was on SoundCloud, which is with his beat tapes. Um, I think I use a couple of them for some weird edits in high school, like skate edits or whatever not that i skate but i just took <laughs> skate footage and, and edited it with his music but uh i think this is his debut album i guess the 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 way that i would describe it is that it just feels like one really refined studio session top to bottom it feels like he got a bunch of people in a room together like a band yeah. and they just made the music and then the features feel like at some point during the day this person just was like oh oh uh you know gold link's gonna come through just to hang out. But Goldlink just happens to be like, oh, wait, what are you playing right now? Let me rap over it. And then he just ends up being a feature. That's kind of what it feels like to me. It just felt like just one just big jam session yeah, yeah, yeah. that spit out an album. Those are the best, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think that just, vibe is just like home. There was just I mean? uh, synergy is the word that comes to mind with yeah. um with just the sound it, because like I said, it, it's it's a it's a band. It's, it's live production. There's a little bit of electronic elements in, in it. But it's live. Uh, it's like drums, keys, bass, saxophone, violin, fiddle. Yeah. Um, and like I said, with the with the features, it just felt like you know they kind of the people just rolled through to the studio and just riffed for yeah, yeah, yeah. for you know a song or two. And um, there's one song in it that is uh, just a rendition of "Isn't She Lovely" by Stevie Wonder, which I'm sure everyone knows. And that song also just kind of perpetuates that theory that I have. It just felt like maybe everyone was taking a break and Tom was just riffing Isn't She Lovely on his yeah, guitar yeah, yeah. and he just ended up putting it on the cut. And I I love that. The, the album has disco, it's got hip hop, it's got jazz, it's got a little bit of funk, it's got everything that you need. And I really think that this project c- can be liked by anybody. I played it for my parents in the car la- uh, yesterday. Um, we had a long drive to go pick up my brother from the airport and I said, hey, I, I think you guys would like Tom Mish because I know that they um, like jazz and they like soul, right. funk, R&B, disco. And I, I knew that like he has those elements. Um, he, it kind of feels like he came from that era, but has a more modern sound, more modern twist to it. So go. I played, him, played it for them and they loved it. And I think people of all ages and people of all backgrounds and no matter what kind of music you like, if, if you fall into that sphere of just enjoying music that you can kind of dance to, this some of these songs are impossible not to dance to. Right. There's one song, Disco Yes, that I uh, the first time I heard it, I was in my room and I got up and danced the entire song. 
by myself. That's fucking I, dope. Yeah. I honestly, that I think that's fucking dope. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, I dance when I go out. I dance. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not the best dancer, but I felt like I was a sick dancer. Yeah, I yeah. felt like I couldn't. <laughs> I felt like I couldn't put a foot wrong. Yeah. I really couldn't because the song was just that had that soul and that groove and that energy to it that was just beautiful. Have you had a chance to listen to any of it at all? I, so I probably I, sent some. Of it the, to there's songs that you put. Some of them were on the list. In the summer. Yes. Yeah. On so what he's what he's speaking of is I made a playlist for his cafe yes. to be played. All clean music, by the way. Clean. Um so I put yeah, I put some of his stuff on there because it's yeah. just a vibe. It's a summer vibe for no, sure. No, exactly. So I disco. Disco, yes. I'm not yeah. sure if I put that one on there, but I, I might think have. you might have. Yeah, 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 you did, you did. Because that was one of the jams yeah. that literally everyone was jamming mm. to the whole time. So oh, that yeah. warms my heart. Yeah. There you go. So um no. Honestly, those songs that you put on the playlist for the cafe made the vibe more, even more like spring, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like jumping around, like everyone's having a good time. Yeah. And more non-traditional. Yeah. Because it's not, you know, your traditional Pakistani Eastern music. Yeah. 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 That vibe is dope. That's like perfect. That's so that, thank you for that playlist. Yeah. Creating, creating an environment, an environment of inclusivity and just positive energy. And I think that that Tom Mish, uh, amongst others that I put in that playlist Mm -hmm. are the culmination of, of exactly that. It's you know music is such a binding element, and that's why I started show and tell is just to bring people together because you kind of just drop all that other stuff and you just listen to music and you become connected over it. The other couple of songs that I liked, which I'm I feel like I probably dropped them on because since they're my favorites, I probably put them. You probably on. put them in. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm saying. One is one is called "Cause I Love You." That one's really good. I like "Before Paris," which is the first track. It's an instrumental, so it's a nice way to kind of ease you into the whole project. I feel, and it also makes you kind of question what what is about to come is this is this just an instrumental project um is there anything does it go any deeper because it's a very simple track um it has a sick drum pattern very jazzy um just a nice little guitar riff that's my favorite part about tom mish but he uh so there's a thing called rhythm roulette on youtube it's a youtube series that mass appeal does where they take a producer and they blindfold them send them into a record store well they blindfold them after they sent them into the record store because i don't know if they'd be able to make it into the record store if they were blindfolded before but but you feel me so they so they blindfold them they pick out three records and they have to make one or two beats out of sampling they don't know what they're going to get they just pick up a record and then it might even be warped they might not be able to work with it yeah a lot of people have done it uh sango has done it like i said um lp from run the jewels did it i've seen i've seen a bunch uh i i want to say mac miller might have done one too there's there's no limit to who who does them but tom mish is is one of my favorites just because he one of the songs like he found a really he got he kind of got a really good record that was sort of disco-y in it already and it had a really sick bass line and he kind of just made a dance track off of that and he just like picks up the guitar like it's nothing and just starts riffing and it just sounds so good and and that's the beauty of jazz is that even when you play like a wrong note that's still a beautiful thing and being a good being him being a jazz guitarist is just it's just very exciting to see him work and um i don't even know where i was going with that the before paris track he had that a similar kind of guitar riff that just kind of set the tone for what the album was going to be but also raised some questions that was like you know where what are we about to dive into what you told me before when we were when we were chatting what were your favorite tracks you liked water baby yeah it's a water baby featuring loyal carner who i also think is gonna is very talented and has a bright future i just love that vibe i don't know it was really mellow and upbeating at the same time yeah i mean it kind of puts you on a roller coaster of like emotions kind of yeah think about it Mm -hmm. water baby there was um man like you Man like you, dude, I love the instrumental in that. 
You're on my mind. Man like you and um, uh, Water Baby. Water Baby. Yeah. Top three. Yeah. Honestly, there there's not a a bum track. On no, it honestly, there's not that, that there's I would not. skip. Yeah. Um, movie is another one that's towards the top of the album that is really good. I, I won't list them all, but. I definitely recommend listening to that if you haven't. Um, and then just dive into his other stuff. Like he's got a lot of EPs out. He has one called Out to Sea with Carmody, who is a, a, a female vocalist who he works with a lot. She's great. Um, he had a project called Reverie, which also has a similar vibe to Geography. And he had another one called Five Day Mission, which I believe that he recorded each song in a day. There's five, five songs. He brought in a, a guest feature. And they made the song in a day. It, I, I could be wrong on that, but I think that was like the goal of that project. Yeah. And then, uh, as I mentioned before, the two beat tapes are just really cool. Because if you guys like, you know, chill hip hop instrumentals, that's where to go with that. I think that's really all I got. I just wanted to list off the 12 in case people don't follow us on social media. And if you don't, you're dead to me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, so I'm just harsh, playing. Bro. no, I'm just playing. But I, I wanted to touch on that project specifically as we wrap up 2018. So let's pass it on to you. What do yeah. you want to bring to the show and tell table? So I'm going to let my musical side come out right now. Yes, please. So basically, I have a sweet spot for my, my cultural music. Of course. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So like, it doesn't matter how much, how, how westernized I am. I always throw back to my, uh, you know, like the OG Kavali singers back in the back in the day. That's just the main guy. And then like, there's so many more. And like, yeah, that's the one. The that's the guy you told me to. Yeah, to so I, I told Mike to like, listen to to like, kind of like understand the whole concept of the, of the Kavali singing. And basically, like, what they do at the time was that it was, like, song. It's, like, it's like folk songs, right? It's, like, songs about God, it's like, mm-hmm. the relationship with them or whatever. But they would do this repetitive, like, chorus that would be, like, they could go off on a rant about something else in a song, like a freestyle rant. Mm-hmm. But they came right back to the yeah. chorus. And it would work so perfectly. Most of their things were all freestyled like that. Yeah. So they would. They See, would, I wouldn't even. I. I'm glad you're like explaining it because I yeah, wouldn't yeah. even know just listening to it. So like, it, it it honestly sounds like a lot of yelling and like a lot of high notes and you you there's like a lot of hard notes and controlling of your thing, but it's it's more to that. It's more to like, like finding your passage way back to yeah. the the message you're trying to send. I the vocal control is what I know what it I picked is up on first. Why? I also I uh, went to trusty Wikipedia to look up. Um, yeah. What was his name again? Nusrat Fateli Khan. So I looked him up and uh, it confirmed that, you know, sometimes he would sing for like hours. And to have that control, um, the the one, the, the two videos that I watched, his control is crazy. Like he is able to do things with his voice that are incredible and he really projects so really like well. back back in his day and that that was back in like the fucking i think the 70s don't quote me on that yeah I don't know, he was... he he uh yeah no it was he was like around the 70s and he he died when he was like 48 dude he, he had a heart attack yeah he was kind of a big bigger big dude, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so like he used to open with like shows for the queen in britain and yeah like he that. like worked with peter Grape, gabriel and alana small yeah, too shout out wikipedia again for that exactly. info dude i used to start singing only like pakistani indian songs because mm-hmm. they had hella control yeah and i understood that if i got a kawali song dodge dare haram or like some anything or anything like Subri brothers if i got any other songs even like a fucking 70 percent right yeah i could you're on the say, right path. yeah like i could sing yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. i could hold and i could control my voice yeah. and work with it 
my mom and my dad were big in, like pushers of that. But my dad used to sing a lot. Like he was known mm-hmm. for the for the guy to sing. And back in his yeah. day, like in Pakistan, you don't have like fucking YouTube or anything or MTV or anything. Mm-hmm. So like he would have to listen to it on the radio, the song, and he would like sing it. So like he, his friends would ask him to sing the song because yeah. it, would, it would be limited on the radio or whatever. So like he was heavily sing- a big heavy singer, but like he kind of like stopped because he came to America and was like, oh, got to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he kind of... Is that stern dad life, but um, <clears throat> he's known for that. So like when my mom saw me and my little brother going to music, she was kind of like, "Oh shit!" All the boys in the family like the yeah. music aspect. You know what I mean, so I honestly wouldn't wouldn't be as comfortable as I am with singing if it wasn't for like Pakistani music. And yeah, I, I I thought it was really cool. I um, I went into it with an open mind because yeah. I had ne- I had never really listened to. Yeah that style of music before and i i definitely recommend for those of you who are interested in checking it out <clears throat> checking out this music definitely go into it with an open mind i it was a six minute video i watched the whole thing and i was enthralled by it i thought it was so cool like i said with the vocal control yeah and um the only so obviously you relate you know what you what you're exposed to you relate it to past experiences past memories like what you've heard before what you've seen before and the the one i i, I if you were to search uh his name it's the first thing that pops up on YouTube. So that's the one that I clicked naturally. It reminded me of when I was in school and we were learning about native Americans and we would hear them sing. It's, it's a similar, it had a similar style to it with the, um, with the call. Yeah. A lot of like hollering. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't know. It sounds like like a bad way to describe it. What they're doing basically is like, you know, do re mi fa. Okay. So basically that and like, the Pakistan Indian version, mm-hmm. but the, what they do is it's it's fucking amazing. It's like going do re mi fa sol la ti do in in the same in the pitch yeah that it's supposed to and one note a, a one note every second yeah yeah that's yeah and I you can up think and, and and it looks so stupid while they do it I guess because like people call them out like all right now mm-hmm. it's it's because mm-hmm. I used to play it at the cafe yeah I know they're just joking around but my best friends used to make fun of it like so yeah. bad <laughs> you know I mean there's just sounds that would make that were like really fast yeah right and. If you understand what they're doing, it's impressive as hell. Yeah. But they're hitting that note back I think and the, forth. I think the visual aspect, being able to see them do it, definitely made me you have to understand make your, it a lot more. You have to make your face a certain yeah. way. Oh, you have yeah, to yeah. make your body a certain yeah. way. And it looks funny doing it. But like what you're accomplishing is fucking amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean, like we can make fun of it because it looks funny. At the end of the day, it they're does. talented and respect. But they're, exactly. Yeah. They're, they're fully talented. Yeah. There's so, a lot of there's a lot of call and call and response. Yeah. That's another big thing that I picked up on, which I thought was really cool. There there was like seven or eight people sitting sitting playing instruments yeah. and singing. Dude, but it's a whole band. It it just sounded really it was a really cool vibe, and I I uh, just imagined, and I'm sure this is I'm sh- I'm almost positive uh, without knowing for sure that producers have sampled his stuff because Dude. it sounds like the exact stuff that you could use for hip hop beats. Yeah, man. Like sampling a little part of like a rise from his voice or like a move, like the, like the clapping in the back, you know what I mean? Like the things like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It could go so far into hip hop. It really could. It I really could. could. I agree. And there's, and there's people doing it. Like, don't get me wrong. There's yeah. people like, yo, homies that I know, like, um, great people. You know what I mean? I, it's not, I wouldn't say like they're my best friends, but they're, yeah. they're really good people. And I would always love to be in their company. Mm-hmm. Um, my man, Richard and my man, Ishan, they are doing things like Ishan especially like he's he's making music from culture like he has samples from like old time songs mm-hmm. and he puts a beat to that yeah and it's amazing what he does to it shout out to Ishan shout out to Richard yo just keep on making the culture more 
more vibrant, I guess. At the end of the day, it makes music better too. So yeah, definitely because there's there's no limit to what kind of music can be made, and people who make music are always going to be looking for the next thing. See, that's what I. That just reminds me again of of the uh, rhythm roulette on Mass Appeal, yeah. because plenty of times the producers have picked out a record that is um, Middle Eastern, yeah. or they picked out a record that is just from that is n- like non-traditional American music, like not not jazz or disco or um or or blues or anything. It's it's been like Middle Eastern music or or uh, Eastern Asian music or uh, African uh, a record, and and they make they totally flip it on its head and make something completely new. And um, yeah, so if there's any producers out there who are like looking for inspiration, yeah, I go think uh, check that stuff. South out. Asian, South Asian uh, music, man, Indian yeah. Pakistani. So I think we'll just leave it there. That's part two, and now we will just move on to this little wrap-up thing that I got because I got some things on the like uh, on the list that I want to talk about. First, everybody have a have a happy holiday. Like Christmas has already passed at, at this point happy when we're recording. It, it's uh, not Christmas hasn't come yet, but by the time this comes out, hope everybody had a good Christmas. Uh, it's been yeah, it's been uh, what? <laughs> What'd you say? Eid Mubarak means like happy. Oh, holiday. I thought you. Wow, I thought you said eating bark. Yep, that's what I also because said. because Mubarak. you know I know exactly I know no, what that but, is. No, 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 no. Honestly, that was my bad because I did it in a very like American accent. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say it with a with a full on. Go for it. So wait, can I say like Merry Christmas and like? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Please. I'm gonna say it. I'm Happy say, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, yeah. every, everything. So me, me, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Eid Mubarak, and. Uh, Happy New Year. And just the back on the whole 2019 thing, it's funny because we're recording this podcast in my parents' basement. Like, this is weird to me because I'm in my parents' basement where I worked for a year after graduating college. And this is where I came up with the idea for show and tell. And I can't even really describe what the moment of when I came up with it, but I just feeling being down here in this wood paneled basement with the ping pong table and all of this like stuff that I watched every single or looked at every single day because this is where I was doing a lot of editing for for the year. Uh, it's just crazy to be down here doing what I what I want to be doing. So uh, yeah, 2019. Let's get it. Um, moving on. Show and tell. Pastry Beats. Uh, shout out George Peshkov and Pastry Beats and Crying Laughing. Shout out Ben Brussel and Bobby Pantano. The three collectives, the Holy Trinity, are throwing an event called Curfew in Boston on January 4th. So this episode will be out on the 1st on Tuesday. So it's kind of a short notice um, if you're listening right now, but on January 4th, which is a Friday, from uh, it's like a 7.30 to midnight kind of event. We're throwing an artist showcase, music event, whatever you want to call it. We got got the homies, Ben Burcell, actually he's he's performing as well, Ake. We have Peter Cooley, we have William Crooks, who was on the last episode, he's going to be performing. They're all playing DJ sets, playing bangers, playing dance music, just like you want to come through and turn up i actually feel like i should uh round that out we have akamu and we have charles nimbus and i am very excited this is the first event that i've ever been a part of planning and it should be a good time it's at dorchester art project in dorchester on the fourth so if uh you don't have anything going on come through follow us on the socials at let's show and tell on twitter facebook and instagram shoot us an email let's show and tell one at gmail.com all of the show notes so you can follow muhammad so you can follow the work and uh listen to the projects that we were talking about will be in the show notes on soundcloud.com slash let's show and tell muhammad what are your socials and what we're like what do you want to send people to what do you got to plug uh send them send them to my ig i need more followers uh at south co 
see S A U D. Damn. Oh, oh yeah, let me start that. Name. Let me start that again. Hold on, hold on. So shout out to shout out to me yeah, okay. because Ooh, I need okay. it. Yeah. I need it. Uh, at self love. South Co. S A U D C O. 10 mm-hmm. follow my cafe and my restaurant yeah because you just so, set up an instagram yeah so i set up an instagram for my dad and the restaurant so Which like tandoori at tandoori lake george so i'll, I'll just give tandoori my lg yeah, tandoori yeah. LG. i'll put that in the in the show notes and SoundCloud. olive cafe so a-l-i-f cafe bless up we're gonna we're gonna see some things coming up yeah so if you ever if you guys ever need a vacation spot or, or, or if you're kind of in the northeast and you're looking for a, a nice little hidden gem to go to lake george new york that's where you can find muhammad's restaurants and his oh, cafe. big fact by the way uh shout out to mashian's martial arts center for uh literally raising me so we'll leave it there uh i don't think i have anything else to say follow follow our spotify playlist Every, everything that's important that that you might want to dive into or click on will be uh at soundcloud.com slash let's show and tell make sure you share this give us a rating on itunes if you feel like it also if you go on itunes i don't think i mentioned this i uh i naturally i went to go leave a rating as an anonymous person to kind of just you know leave a rating but it's like it says mike kowalski (laughs) on it so if you see a rating by mike kowalski it's the most generic sounding review and it sounds like i'm you know tooting my own horn which i which i am yo self love bro but yeah, so go leave a go leave a review on iTunes and uh, follow our Spotify playlists, um, the event curfew, and at the end of the day, share share with each other, share love, share what you're listening to, share art that you made, connect with people because sharing is caring. caring motherfucker. Show and tell. Peace. <laughs>